right, we are back with uh, another surprisingly wintry podcast. Uh, again, on the other side of a state meet uh, this time, heading over to Muskego to talk with uh, the reigning women's team champions. And I won't actually be able to make it to this one, but I'm excited, like you guys, to listen to this later on. Um, so Thomas is heading over to Muskego. He'll uh, chat with the coaches over there. And hopefully you guys will enjoy this one like you have previously. And we're here in uh, Muskego High School. Uh, unfortunately, Spencer Agnew is not able to join us today, so I'm uh, Thomas Breitbach back in a uh, very familiar setting. Um, and we've got two guests with us this time around. Uh, keep expanding things. Um, very, very thankful to have uh, CJ Michaud and Rich Rainey, uh, Muskego High School cross-country uh, boys and girls coaches. Uh, what's the actual official boys head coach, girls head coach? Co-head coach. Co-head coach. Co-head coaches. So using that hyphen power for good, um, we are four days removed from uh, their second consecutive uh, girls state division one cross-country title um, and really grateful to have the opportunity to talk with you guys. Um, so yeah, it's yeah. been a while, Thomas, since you've been in a, been in one of our classrooms. <laughs> I'm hoping I won't get a detention for drawing a picture of the Kool-Aid man this time around. So. <laughs> That's still one of my favorite stories he told me in practice. I'm like, you got sent to the office for what? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Very glad that happened. You beat yeah. me to it. <laughs> so let's dive in. Obviously, you know, a uh, hundred hours ago, you guys got a little trophy uh, that I'm told uh, Michaud is now using as a drying rack for some of his running clothes. Uh, yeah. So... Staging place for my daughter's stuffed animal right now. Okay. <laughs> so take us through uh, through Saturday and kind of the, the season buildup uh, for, for how this season played out and how it was different than last time around. Uh, biggest difference was the expectation. Girls knew they were really good. Um, we knew girls were really good. And keeping the focus on just themselves, what was in their control, um, and keeping just all of it within uh, their own work. Um, in previous years, there was the the unknown of, you know, I haven't been there before, but uh, I know Brittany Helm put it best uh, after we were able to be lucky enough to win a second straight. Uh, Brittany's comment to me was, uh, this feels different and really, really good. And I, I thought she summed it up best with that when she told me that after we found out we had won. Yeah, I, I, I think one of the things that I I don't want to say struggled with, but was really different for me as a coach. Is I was really I'm really good at kind of playing the us versus them type thing, the mm -hmm. the underdog, the dark horse, and uh, we I don't think we were that this year. Uh, you don't think? <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to speak for everybody else, but um, but it was really nice to see, uh, despite those types of expectations, that that we continue to excel what we're at what we're really good at from a from a team aspect from a from a taking care of each other aspect uh, we really did I don't think we ever talked about ever saying the words like our goal is to win a state championship our goal from day one was to just get better and uh, and we talked about that uh, on the very first day of practice and you know one of the very last things that we said to the girls before they started their race and frankly what we said to the boys before they started their race was this is another opportunity for us to get better and if somebody beats us congratulations you beat a really good team mm -hmm. um, but from day in and day out we we, we really kind of focused uh, our attention on just what do we need to do to get better um, and whether it was 
you know, maybe for some of the kids increasing their mileage, maybe for some of their ki uh, for some of the kids, um, I'm sure CJ will go into a little bit more detail later on. We made the workout significantly more complicated this year. Okay. Um, we knew that we could, with the work that they put in, um, that we could complicate things a little bit more, and we knew that we could really push them not just physically but also mentally um, to really get the most out of them for not only last week but you know the next week with uh, with NXR, and so. Uh, we really that was really our primary focus and it, and it worked out really really well also from like a team aspect where you know this year we also uh, did a lot more team building activities uh, we we developed squads I don't know if I don't know if CJ has told you about this but we had no. <laughs> we had weekly squad competitions where we would uh, where we would um, you know keep keep score uh, and the squad trophy is actually here so it's a it's a traveling trophy. Uh, this year's champion it was Misho's minions, right? Okay. Uh, Misho's minions. It is a uh, it is a uh, oil derrick. <laughs> is that hand created there? That's, uh... Uh, yeah. So they just carved their initials in from 2009. And the the origin story of this was we uh, when my wife and I a few years ago moved into our house in Tosa. Mm -hmm. uh, this was under the stairs. <laughs> Exciting, yet also a little terrifying. I don't know if it's haunted, um, but we decided at the end of our squad competition, one of our former coaches, Phil Hamm, has this huge like treasure trove of, of everything from his running past. And, and so we said, like, oh, let's, bring in, uh, let's just bring in like, the weirdest things we can find. And this was it. So, <laughs> That's pretty um, fantastic. But really for us, we just, what we wanted to do is just, you know, and, and like I've had this philosophy even before we combined programs of just trying to always uh, worry about getting better. Mm -hmm. um, we can't control what other teams do, um, but what we can do is we can control how we approach things and how we do things, and, and we want to make sure that we're just making every effort, every step, a step in improve, towards improvement mm -hmm. um, because, you know, we tell them every day, you've got a choice. You can get better or you can get worse, but you're not going to stay the same. Uh, and, and it worked out really great for us. Yeah. And I imagine, obviously, we see the results of the top five scorers translating at the state meet, but like you guys had some fantastic depth at six, seven, and beyond this year. Yeah, so uh, we had, uh, like, we were lucky enough this year with our number seven runner uh, was the second uh, one of, well, we were the only team, the second team in state history to have all seven runners uh, under, nine, under 20 minutes. Um, in the 5K era. I mean, right. we, we had some, you know, if you do conversions and stuff like that. Um, I, funny enough, the only other team in the 5K era that ever put seven under 20 was the 2017 Muskego team. <laughs> <laughs> um, we, we focus, uh, Coach and I really pride ourselves in our depth. We pride ourselves in, uh, in, in making sure that our JV kids are, are just as valued as our varsity kids. Um, he would say, and I would, I would agree with this 100%, um, the measure of a real cross-country program is, is in the JVs, mm -hmm. is, is in how they perform. And I think we scored, I think we scored 16 and a half points at our conference meet. There was like, they actually half went. Half a point? Yeah, they went down. <laughs> they went, they, there was, I think it was at fourth place. They went down to like, like he said, like four decimal points. <laughs> and he said they were tied by frame by frame. And so we're like, really? So uh, I think I don't remember what the actual score was, but but we did really well. And that's a good. I mean, with Waukesha West and Arrowhead, like some of the deeper teams in the yeah, state too. Yeah, like, Waukesha yeah, Waukesha West and Arrowhead. You know, they're always been you know in our conference. They're they've always sort of been the uh, um, sort of the standard bearer in the state for girls cross country. Hold on one second. 
Um, so for us to sort of compare ourselves, especially from the JV side, um, with those you know really really historically great programs, um, really felt good uh, to see to see a, a big huge pack of Muskego kids way up in front in that front lead group of. Uh, at the conference meet and slowly but surely just sort of watch everyone sort of drop off from other schools on our home course. Um, it, you gotta love it. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so then, you know, second title in a row. Um, last year, getting that monkey off the back and being able to make the jump from second to first, um, but it happened in a pretty unique fashion for you guys. You had two front runners who were all state caliber folks. Um, and you didn't run either one of them, Kate Sperker or Kate Jockums, until conference meet last year. Um, take us through that process and sort of how you kept things focused on the long term and sort of how that still worked out well for championship season for you guys. Yeah, so uh, you got to individualize the living heck out of anything with runners. Um, and for the two of them, there was a significant goal of thinking beyond high school running. And so like with Jockums, for instance, I didn't want her, now that she's running at Marquette, to go into her college career with uh, this all this extra necessity for uh, supporting injury prevention and uh, just, I just wanted her to come in with, with a healthy clean bill of health um, and Spurka same situation and so we kind of reprioritized uh, where we were at long term with them as runners and made strength training more of a priority for the injury prevention purposes there's a lot of muscle imbalances in both of them Kate had some significant uh, uh, Spurka had some significant hamstring issues Jockham's shins were about as sensitive as could be uh, and so we just re very much reevaluated the, the process. Uh, Lauren Falk is a, a PT we work with. She is incredible and was instrumental in helping to develop a lot of that. And it's just really opened my eyes to a whole world of strength training that um, I was definitely weak uh, in understanding because uh, it's an area that I just feel is kind of like next wave with a lot of high school running is uh, strength training focus. And so that was our goal. What helped too is the two of them being, uh, you know, buddies, you know, training partners, racing partners, and Jockums having had so many years of experience at not just racing but racing at an elite level against elite competition, and having made her own mistakes over the years, um, and learned from them. It was nice that when they came back, we didn't have to worry about transitions. Uh, Spurco was still very much in that transition of learning, and Jockums was able to be like, hey, just you know, you can trust me. We'll work together. And as a result, they just had a, just a nice, simple progression from conference to sectionals to states. And then the two of them continued competing at NXR, where Jockums was able to break 18 and the Spurco was able to run 18-10, which is incredible. Um, so there wasn't a lot of nerves. I was just more so worried about their own state of mind, their own happiness, as they were unable to race for a while. And I know how, how draining that can feel and how much of a grind that can be when you don't get that, that payout of the fun of racing, especially when you're good. Uh, it just feels nice uh, to be like, hey, look at that, I'm out there. And they didn't get to do that for a while. So that was the biggest concern, was just their mental well-being with the process. Uh, Physically, I, my nerves were low um, because we had gone through something similar in track. And so we just wanted to continue that process knowing we weren't there yet mm -hmm. uh, as far as being able to just do more running. Um, Spurka, she can speak to it, you know, that it, this year was able to do more consistent running as the volume is now starting to come together. And that bodes well for future uh, training progressions as well. Uh, but that particular stage in 2018 uh, was definitely a uh, let's, let's think long term and not short term. Uh, and it, it, I'd argue it worked wonderfully. Mm -hmm. uh, they both had some very, very happy days uh, when they got to the end of their seasons. Yeah, I, I wouldn't change a thing with what, you know, how we approached uh, specifically those two. One of the things that we, is really important to CJ and I is that, that we, don't, we, we don't put 
any of our kids, or we refuse to put any of our kids in a position where they might not be successful. Whether that's you know someone to the caliber of Kate Jockums or Kate Spurka, or whether that is uh, you know a kid who's coming out for the first time. You know we had a we had a freshman this year come out and she she missed the first day uh, practice because she didn't she was afraid to come out. She she was afraid <laughs> of the distance. She was afraid to you know that she was going to you know in, in her words embarrass herself. Um, and you know coach and I both saw her the next day and we said listen. We're not going to put you in a position to compete until you're ready, until you're ready to, to handle that distance. We're not going to put you in a position of failure. We're going to try to do everything we can as coaches to put you in a position to be successful. And if you're not in a position to be successful from a racing standpoint, then you don't race. And it, it, it doesn't matter whether it's a confidence issue for us or a, or a health issue. Our, our first and foremost uh, obligation is to put kids in positions where they're going to be successful and we're not willing to sacrifice, you know, that long-term growth and that long-term health, um, and in Kate and Kate's case, um, for any type of short-term gain, um, that's just that's just not who we are as people, um, and that's not who we want to be as coaches. And is that something that's that's predated the the recent success where you guys were able to sit, you know, two stud runners and still win pretty much everything you were running, um, even before the sort of tipping point? Um, has this kind of been a, a cornerstone of the philosophy, or has it kind of evolved? as you guys have grown as coaches over the last couple of years? Well, you know, going back to when you were still running here, um, those, those JV guys uh, made the team work. Um, I've always, uh, or Rich and I always talk a lot about, we, we look at other programs and uh, kind of the evaluation of those programs we like to emulate and, and learn from, it's, it's the JVs that we kind of look at. Like, mm -hmm. you know, varsity success is always amazing, but when you can stretch that out and see, and I don't just mean like your JV's really good, but your JV's improving. Yeah. And you can see kids year to year, from freshman to senior year, uh, like the, the runner Rich was referencing, one of ours, uh, who was afraid to start by the end of the season, was running seven or eight minutes faster than she started. And you know, you don't really say that about varsity kids unless you're, you, know, you really kind of screwed something up early on and they weren't running very fast. But to, to the evaluation point of uh, why, um, the depth of our team is, as I, I feel developed is these kids know they're they're not just valued by us they're valued by their teammates and it's that that goes back a long way for for both Rich and I it helps that Rich and I were not elite runners sorry Rich oh, no. <laughs> you were elite compared to me uh, yeah, no, no, nobody's banging down the door recruiting a 17 22 5k runner and uh, yeah. a 210 a 207 800 yeah, PR don't, look out I don't think I saw the 17s in high school <laughs> in fact I know I didn't see the seven. I don't think I, I would struggle as a high school rainy. I would have struggled to make uh, the Muskego girls varsity team. Um, they wouldn't, you wouldn't have. That's not even a struggle. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but who am I kidding? Uh, it's, but. it's a thing that the, the advantage we have, I mean, there's nothing, like, not saying there's any disadvantage to having been a good runner and then a coach. I mean, uh, yeah, Andy Bosley's doing just fine up at Homestead. But uh, and he was a pretty good runner in his own right. But for us, it's it's nice that we can relate to the the struggle of being the guys that don't get the headlines and they didn't get all the accolades and and recognize that there's so much fun and value in that process for every kid. And so we can we can just immediately look at them and be like, we know how that feels, and and we hope you know it's good, it's worth it, and it's fun. Um, and then that inherently develops so much depth. Um, 
because your varsity feeds off of that work ethic of your JV. I mean, if a varsity kid is slacking a little bit and sees, like, say, one of our kids that's, you know, quote unquote, slower in their 5K time, it's inspirational. It just fires them up to see that kid just pounding out and grinding. And then they look at themselves and be like, I can do this too. If they're, they're working through this, why can't I? It's just, it's, it infects a team. When, when everybody's buying in. And our track workouts this year, our hill workouts, our long runs, our weight room time, it's been so much fun to, to watch the camaraderie of all ability levels firing each other up. Um, yeah, it's that camaraderie and that's accountability that, that really um, kind of fuels our fire. And, and CJ's right, we, neither one of us were great we're great runners in our own right, or great athletes in our own right, and uh, and we also know the importance of of understanding and, and appreciating those all victories. And and you know, I one of the things I always try and instill with with our with our with all of our kids is that the only standard you can really hold uh, to yourself is yourself. Mm-hmm. And and because there's always going to be someone better, no matter. I mean, there's only one person that can be the world record holder. Um, so, so no matter what level you're at, there's always going to be someone better. And, you know, I mean, you know this about me from my past, Thomas. I, I learned at a very early age to really appreciate, you know, my own growth and development uh, because, because, you know, I always had someone better that I, that I was a womb mate with. Uh, did you just call your twin sister a womb mate? I did. I did. I get to say that. I sure don't. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, I had, a, I had a twin sister who was a four-time Olympian. Uh, you know, national record holder in speed skating. So I, I, I can remember one time I came home uh, after I had broken the school record at Brookfield Academy in the 400, and I was super jacked and super pumped. And I called Kathy's Catherine. Uh, my sister was like, oh, yeah, well, I, I just broke a national record. So cool. That was cute. That was cute. And I was like, thanks. Uh, but I've taken that and... and <laughs> Easy and, to stay humble. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah so, I've yeah. taken that and, and, and used it, though, to help these kids understand that the only standard you have is yourself. And as long as, and that really shaped me very early on as a coach, as long as you're improving and taking every single day as an opportunity to get better, those are wins. And those are wins you can build on, and those are wins that programs can be built on as long as we continue that sort of positive mindset um, and that growth mindset, to use the, the buzzword of the day. And to that point, too, like thinking back on my own running experiences. In high school, I was decently dedicated, decent teammates. In college, I just was not a very good teammate, was not a very dedicated uh, com- you know, contributor to, to my college program. And I look back on that and think, I want my athletes to know like how much you know, regret that can, that can create and know that even when you do have that, there's still opportunities to do more with this sport. Mm-hmm. Um, anybody who, if anybody listens to this podcast, it was a teammate of mine, UW-Whitewater, they're going to totally agree. I was not a good human, like just as far as the whole running experience. And now I can look at it as uh, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's another chance. And I can look at my athletes and tell them, you know, don't be me in that regard, but also recognize what you can be uh, and what this sport can provide you with. And it's, it's something I can preach to from a place of, you know, not like that's where I was. Uh, that's that's, that's the, the person I was at that time. And when I first started coaching here, I recognized it pretty early on. Like, I got another shot at this sport, and I didn't take it the way I should have with my first chances. And it's been a, a lovely opportunity to try to do more and give back more and, and contribute more to a sport that is just very, very special. And that also creates that, I don't know, just to, to our, uh, what our kids can then do, 
um, the recognition of, I want this to be important. I want this to be something that I look back on and say, that was worth my time. And I'm not just talking about, you know, varsity kids. And that's been really cool. I uh, just recently got to go to some weddings, you know, Zach Wire and Mike O'Connor, and uh, seeing a wide variety of former runners and, and hearing them talking about their days here. Uh, it's, it's special to us. You know, Rich was able to go uh, as well to, you know, when Jack got married to, 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 to Horman, you know, now, now Mrs. Hackett. Um, and, and to see, you know, uh, just to see that that generation hit that adult life, even hanging out with, here with you right now. Um, and to know it goes beyond just the, the days when they're here, you know, in the, in the fiery world of high school competitive running and to recognize, oh, I learned how to work hard or, oh, I learned how to value others who can get on my nerves <laughs> or support others when they're struggling. And that's, that's, that's the layers that make our team even better when, when kids take that initiative, which so many of our kids do. Uh, so many of them are better people than I am. Uh, and I just love letting them have control in. Yeah, yeah, Rich is giving me a, a look of guffaw because he'll, he'll attest to it. I, I'm a control freak, and, and so will and Thomas, you know. But yeah. the, the big transition for me. This is Thomas's first day here. <laughs> All of us in the peanut gallery are, are supportive of that. But yeah. the, the transition for me really this season has been how much I've decided to back up and let the kids have more control of it, and it's been awesome to watch. I mean, Eric Kane at State. Um, it was funny this year. A uh, kid ran, you know, one of the smartest, best races I've ever seen, going from 41st at 503 at the mile, all the way up to 13th, um, just closing people down like crazy. Past like eight people the last 800, and he is. I'm sorry, Eric, if you ever hear this, you are not a kicker. Um, <laughs> but to watch him do that, I didn't really say much to him before his race, and that's not my style. Um, Rich and I were talking before the race about it. we just trust this kid. Uh, he just manages himself, and it was even funny before the race, he was just totally chill. Um, and Barrett, our other boy who qualified individually, was able to feed off of that. Even though Aiden after the race was like, Coach, I'm sorry, I was in the middle of the race and I didn't know where I was and I was supposed to watch the video, but I just, it was hilarious. I'm like, okay, we can still help him grow up. But Eric just spot on, uh, knew everything to do. Uh, and, and we just let him be uh, and just kind of sit off on the side and try not to screw him up. And that's nice to see kids now that the ownership they take with our program has been just spectacular. Because it wasn't that way when we first combined. Yeah, I mean, talk to us a little bit about that process. I remember a, a day in 2007 where we were a separate program and we went out for a, a fartlek uh, during a canceled uh, conference meet and uh, you guys had a nice little uh, talk Re with each other. Oh for, my uh, goodness, you're going to bring that up on this? Man! <laughs> so to, when I first heard that you guys were going to combine programs, it blew my mind. So what's the growth process? So it started, it started with, uh, with Kate Jockums. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and she came into our program in 2015? Was it 20? I think it was 2015. And, uh, yeah, 2015. And it, she was like nothing we had ever, I mean, we had always had some very talented runners, but we never really, but, but our strength in Muskego had always been in our pack. Right. You know, we may not have an individual champion, but we'll put, but we'll put you know, five in the top 25. Mm -hmm. and, and there'll be you know, a 20 second spread. That was always our, our sort of our thing. And then Kate kind of comes on the scene. I was like, I don't know what to do with this one. <laughs> uh, I was able to somewhat at that point uh, for at least half the season. We had Jenna Letterman uh, still at that time, and Jenna was a, was a really good runner for us. Um, so Jenna was able to keep up with Kate uh, to a degree. I was able to keep up with Kate uh, to a degree. Um, but eventually that summer, going into her sophomore year, I knew, um, I knew that the girls' team would not be able to give Kate um, – what she needed from a training perspective, and and even though uh, personality-wise, you know, CJ and I are very have very different personalities. Um, one thing that has always been very common 
between us is that we, we actually have always shared very similar training philosophies. It's, mm -hmm. it's always been um, kind, of a, kind of an interesting joke in how similar we are from a training perspective but how different we can be from a personality perspective. Yeah. Uh, Rich is being nice. I'm not a socially gifted human being. <laughs> and, that, uh, and he's also being humble here. A huge reason why this all worked was uh, Rich just you taking that initiative of like looking at me and going, hey, um, I, I think this would work if, if you came involved. And that's difficult because I'm difficult to work with. I don't um, even remember. Was it me? Yeah, you came to me. I don't even remember who came to who. If it was like, I thought it was always kind of like we both sort of like, yeah, okay, we need to, we need to give. Oh more no, from I, this I went kid. home and freaked out. I was just like, I'm gonna screw this up. <laughs> no, I, I never. I didn't want that pressure on me. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for that. Uh, <laughs> that. That is not how you presented it to me. <laughs> I'm good at presenting things sometimes. No, you, you came up and said there's there's layers of training for her that uh, it's just not gonna be as you just cited not going to be achievable without having buddies to train with. And there was just a, a lack of opportunity there. And some of the, uh, some of the pieces of our, our boys program, just as you, as you put it, naturally fit anyways. Yeah. Uh, but it's, I, I, people ask us all the time, like, um, how did we come to this? And, and cause I, I, I know other coaches that they kind of want to combine. Uh, I, I mean, I won't, uh, out anybody, don't worry, but uh, they're, they're struggling with it because there's egos involved. People want to see, as, as a coach, you do, you want to see yourself as successful, as, as, as in, in charge, and you want to see yourself as, as running your program, but there's always that element of you, you're not doing it alone, and to equally share it um, is difficult, particularly if it happens to be with somebody like me. Um, I am very demanding and, and, and just ridiculous sometimes. Um, and so, and Tom, so that's what you're citing going back to some of those early days. Uh, for those of you that don't know uh, Rich and I, Rich is a much nicer human being in every way, shape, or form. And I'm, um, uh, yeah. And so he's being far is. more yeah. self-deprecating than he should be. He does, he, he You notice Thomas isn't disagreeing. <laughs> <laughs> well, no one is. <laughs> but he, he the, the person that, that, that he expects the most out of is himself. Mm -hmm. And... And, and I knew, I knew that if I went and we, and we started to do this, uh, starting with Kate, that she was going to get the best of both of us. And that's what she needed um, at that time. And so it worked out great for Kate in that first cross season. And then it was just sort of like, I don't even think there was much of a conversation in track. Like it, I, just, I just knew that uh, Kate would then kind of transition into track as well. Mm -hmm. And it was funny because that was, so that was her sophomore year and that was uh, Brittany Helms' freshman year. So we, we were essentially training two, uh, and Kate was still running with the boys and Brittany was running with the girls. So we were essentially training. And again, our, our coaching, you know, from a training perspective, philosophies are so similar mm -hmm. that they were, they were at times where they were almost doing almost very similar workouts on the track, but just with like two different coaches. And they both had a great track season. And we ended up, uh, after lacrosse, uh, we ended up uh, being like, hey, we should, you know, I can't remember which one of us said it, but they were like, hey, we should drive back together. We got some, we, we should talk about cross. Yeah, and, I, 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 we were at lacrosse. I'm like, uh, Rich, why don't you ride in the van with me? We, 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 should, we should hammer this out if we're going to do it. <laughs> yeah. Because we knew team dynamic-wise, if we continued like that, it was going to create a rift where, Kate was with the boys and then racing with her team, but feeling like the boys were her team. And, and it's like, no, that's not true. And then we said, well, why don't we just make all of them the team? And there was, 
Uh, I mean, a lot of hesitance, like I, I joked before, that you know, I, I, I definitely went home thinking, I can't do this. Um, I've never uh, I've never even looked into, uh, you know, I remember even getting a chance to talk to Coach uh, Jerry Schumacher about this when he was going through this transition of when uh, Shalane Flanagan reached out to him. Like, I didn't think I could do it. I'd never coached girls before. I didn't know the, the, the science behind the, like the, the subtleties of uh, just things that I didn't know that uh, thankfully Rich did and had so much years of experience. But me being someone who doesn't like to set, go into something without being over-prepared, I was like, I'm never going to be prepared for this. And so and we, I was like, you'll be fine. <laughs> yeah. But it was a very easy conversation for us. I think we got, you know, as you know, the lacrosse area, I think we had decided to combine programs like before we got on the highway. It was like, hey, should we do this? It was right outside of Outback. Was it? Okay. We're, we were sitting there waiting for our table at Outback, and I'm like, so we gonna do this? And you're like, yeah. And I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> and again, there was just voices in my head screaming, you're not good enough. And I'm like, I don't think I am. Well, and, and we both sort of agreed if we're going to do it, we need to – well, the first year we, we sort of dipped our toe in the water. So the girls would meet out by the shed. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's right. And the boys would meet uh, kind of in the hallway where they always met, you know. And then we would kind of do our, our pre-practice speeches separate, and then we would meet at the Rock and we would go do our workout together. Mm-hmm. And, and that worked okay, um, but I really thought – once we got to uh, once we got to 2018, when it was we after that season, we kind of sat down and and it was a nice progression of things as well. At that time, I was I was having my see that was my right around when I was getting ready to have my second. I was like, yeah, let's uh, let's let's go all the way. Like if we're gonna do this, let's go all in together, and let's let's just meet same place. Everything's coming from the same. Um, from the same person, from the same voice, you know, same message, and uh, and and I think, I think that's really been the difference um, in our in our programs because the things that he's really 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 good at, I'm not, and the things that I'm really really good at, he's not, and I think for us it was a it was a long term thing. He and I and and he and I every year, you know, we sit we we sit together and, and we've got the history. Where we can really push each other, we can push each other as as coaches, mm-hmm. uh, and we've had very long conversations, not just from coaching, but like just as people. And and because he and I both know that neither one of us are going anywhere, so we use that. I don't want to say leverage, but we use that to to really try and make each one of us our best selves. Because we have had, you know, we haven't always gotten along great, and and we've always kind of come back to the kids. We have the same goals. Mm-hmm. Um, we have really, when you boil down to it, the same values. Um, so, so it gives us sort of the opportunity and sort of like that that ability to push each other. And with with the the knowledge that you know both of us, you know, this is a relationship that uh, that that we work at, and that that is that we work at because it's important. Yeah. Um, and uh, this year, specifically. Uh, has been it, this was probably one of the probably the most fun I've ever had uh, coaching um, just between the you know like we will have these several hour long conversations on Sunday night my wife uh, recalls them your date with Michelle like okay start buying me dinner hey man this is a this is a give and take okay so you can buy you can buy dinner too uh, um, start buying me dinner <laughs> But but it but it I mean it, it, and we just we just spend hours and hours and hours uh, talking about you know one of the things that we love and are the most passionate about and and I think with our athletes it shows 
it, it shows, you know, they call, you know, they kind of call him um, dad. And they call me fun dad. <laughs> yeah, they have a different adjective in front of it for me. It's not fun. Uh, but, I, but I think the message is clear that, you know, when we were younger, I think uh, our, some of our hesitation might have been a lot of immaturity. I know from my, from my, from my perspective, it was, you know, I'm this 20-something-year-old coach. I, I got to, you know, I got to make stamp, you know, put my stamp on things and all. And, and when it boils down to it, that's just stupid. It's, a, it's, it's about creating an environment where kids can, can, can succeed. Yeah. And, uh, and I think for us, combining that program, combining our programs, uh, sort of was a culmination of our beginning to be more mature. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, and, it's, and it's been incredibly fulfilling. It's been, like I said, more fun than we could have ever imagined. Your turn. Yeah, I had the hang up of, uh, and Thomas, you were a part of this, some of that early success I had as a young coach. Uh, Kind of got in my head thinking I was, you know, better than I was and smarter than I was, and uh, the traps of early success are real. And, uh, th that actually helped a lot with our 2018 to 2019 team with the girls because, you know, that curse of success can be real. Uh, it can create a complacency, uh, uh, a, a thought that you're good. And uh, one of my favorite Shakespearean quotations is, "Security is mortal's chief enemy." And I, I had too much of that uh, on my mind, thinking I, I had things figured out, and I. A lot of things I didn't know were just about enough to fill the Grand Canyon. And now, I, I'll, you know, thanks to the com a combination of the programs, working with Rich, um, I frequently tell my, tell my runners all the time, like, I'm guessing. I don't really know. Like, I'm not doing blood lactate tests throughout your workout. I'm not, I'm not checking your stroke volume. Like, there's just so many, like, I'm guessing what's going on in your body, and I'm comfortable with it. Whereas in, you know, at 2006 to 2008, when those first couple years when I was, or 2005 to 2008, um, I, I walked around with a chip on my shoulder. Like, I was trying to prove myself and uh, to all sorts of things. And that was definitely a, an immaturity piece to me, to, to, to Rich's point about one of the things that makes us work is, the, the, the humbleness and the, the humility, sorry, that comes with maturity. Um, and those, if, if anybody listens to this that knows me well, yeah, I, I actually have matured. Uh, please don't ask my wife that question. She'll give you a different answer. Same but with mine. <laughs> we, we, we still think fart jokes are funny. but They are. They are yeah. funny. They really are. Indisputably. Yeah, yeah, I mean, just duh. Um, <laughs> don't, don't. Yeah, it's, 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 let's not build on that. Um, <laughs> I got a great aside, though. <laughs> I'm sure you do. That's... Uh, we can press other, pause later. The, the, other, the other morning. Oh, man, I'm you're going to go with this? I'm sitting. Oh, yeah. Why not? Uh, I'm sitting at breakfast with my wife and my three-year-old, and my, our six-month-old was still asleep, and, and my, my, my wife says to my daughter, so, so Amelia, what are you going to do at school today? Are you going to ride bikes? Are you going to color? What? She farts and starts giggling. My wife looks at me and goes, I hate you. <laughs> Yeah, well, my son, you already know this, Rich, but Thomas doesn't. Uh, we were sitting down. He was trying to argue with me about Fortnite, and I'm like, kid, I don't run here anymore. And he goes, well, Dad, you don't even know who makes Fortnite. And uh, I'm like, epic games, kid. I bet you don't even know who makes Madden football. And my son looks at me and goes, your mom. Now, keep in mind, my son is nine, and I was very proud of him. And then we had to have a chat about, hey, kid, you're elementary school. You can't make that joke there. And he says, yeah, Dad, I get in trouble for things I joke around with you about all the time. So... No, yeah, there's, me. yeah, there's, there's, there's layers of we're not that great of people. <laughs> All right, in the spirit of selflessness and family stuff, uh, Rich Rainey is now uh, teleconferencing in. Um, he's on his way home to make dinner for his wife for her birthday. Um, so that's one of our uh, 
actually past guests had a question for you guys. We told Brian Finnell we were sitting down with you guys. Uh, he's like, ask those guys how they coach so well with so many kids at home. Uh, so CJ, you've got four kids. Randy, you guys have two. Um, how do you make yep. the family balance uh, and being able to spend quality time and, and purposefulness with, with the team? Well, since Rich has taken time away from his wife's birthday to hang out with us before he went home, I'll let him speak first. <laughs> uh, so I think for us, what it, it kind of boils down to, for me at least, um, a lot of what we had previously talked about when we really began to uh, combine the programs. And for, for me, as I was kind of walking out of one of the things I failed to mention, and, and I think probably one of the most important things is, uh, is uh, a conversation I had with, uh, with, with CJ as we were uh, walking uh, away. I can't remember if it was, la- if it was 2018 if it was 2017 at the state meet, I think it was 2018 when we took second uh, at the state meet uh, in the four by eight. And, uh, you know, he pulled me aside and we were kind of like, we were, we were freaking out. I, I, I think, I think that's safe to say we were freaking out. We were really thrilled with how the girls ran. And uh, uh, we got, I think we got beat by Waukesha West and uh, they ran great, but we were still freaking out with the performance of the kids. And he, we're kind of running towards the finish line to kind of pick them up and, and get them, get them out after they leave the course. And he kind of grabbed me for a second and I kind of looked back. He's like, Hey, listen, I got to thank you for, uh, for bringing me into this. And, and for me, it wasn't, you know, the thing I just said, I think I remember saying to him is that, you know, I trust him. Uh, I trust him with my kids. I trust him. I trust him with the uh, with the program that I came into, you know, years before, and and that's why I know that now, years later, after that conversation, I know that I can I can leave the program in in his hands. Um, I actually, my daughter, my second daughter was born, you know, right in the middle of the track season. Uh, good job planning that one, um, and and I I didn't worry a thing about about being gone. And having a chance to spend, you know, those early, those early precious weeks with my with my daughter when she was first born, and I got to take my eldest daughter to daycare every single day, and you know, really also trying to spend some quality time with her when we had that, you know, major family change, um, because I knew um, that there was going to be someone there every single day with those kids, making sure that they had the opportunity to have the best experience possible, and that's what and that's what CJ brings, and I and I hope that I can, uh, on the flip side, uh, for him you know, give him that, uh, you know, that confidence and that luxury as well. So that, you know, whether it's he's, his, his kids are a lot older than mine. So it's whether it's going to boy scout things or, uh, the Pinewood Derby or volleyball with his eldest daughter or flag football or soccer with his son. And, 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 you know, just really trying to keep up with the twins. Um, uh, you know, I, I hope to try and be there for him as well. But uh, I think for us, it's it's that we just have a, a trusting relationship with each other. And, and we also are we are part of an army of coaches. Uh, you know, one one a couple of unsung heroes um, that we haven't quite uh, quite mentioned yet is uh, Coach uh, Steve Check and Coach Michon and Coach H, who have all. Um, really been there for us and and they're all at different stages in their life and uh and and i you know i got to say you know i i said to a lot of people this weekend you know i work with a lot of great kids and some of my closest friends and they're people that i trust with uh with some of the most important things that i have in my life and and i think that's what makes it work for us is that at least on my end um so 
TJ, what do you think? Yeah, to speak to that. Um, so, yeah, Brian Finnell over at Middleton, if you're looking for advice, listen to Rich. I, I have, I, honestly, I, I haven't figured it out yet. Um, I still struggle with it. It's hard. Um, I am uh, an overworker by nature, and so um, there's a lot of times where um, I just have to stop working and just, like, put it aside, and then I go back to it, like, 10 p.m. I know Rich joked with me once. He's like, how do you email people back so fast? Or how do you, like, how did you update that document already? And I'm just like, I don't know, just up till midnight. Um, so I am not a model anyone should follow in any way, shape, or form. Um, I'm still trying to figure that out. And it was hard because um, at the 28, so I'm going to be kind of a downer here, but at the 2018 uh, cross-country meet when our, when our girls were able to win, um, I, I, I definitely broke down. And uh, I know, uh, <laughs> I think uh, Mr. Bavalenka, one of our associate principals who I've known since I was 14, he's just like, oh, CJ's, CJ's eyes are broken. And I was crying pretty hard and, and enjoying the moment, but I also I also felt like just a profound sense of time that uh, when I was there enjoying that moment, you know, I wasn't at home. It is a, it is a tough challenge. Um, I know when Rich last spring um, he was uh, able to spend that time at home. Um, I was very proud of him uh, because everybody has to come to these decisions on their own and how they how they balance these things out because there is no clear answer. Um, it has to be so individualized, so 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 much conversation has to happen with loved ones. And my wife and I talk kind of daily about how to balance out our time. And it's 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 sometimes it's hard. Um, and I, I haven't figured it out yet, but I'm still trying. And I look at what Rich does, and I'm like, he's healthier than me. Um, and I and I need more of that um, because as as I mean, I, I love I love our runners, and I, I love this program. I, I love what we are. Uh, I love my kids. And I love my wife, and I love my friends. And um, there's, you know, that the old axiom is you know, only 24 hours in the day. Um, I should probably spend at least more than five of it sleeping. Um, but it's, it's something I'm, uh, even at the end of this season, trying to sit down and think about, well, how in the next season can I continue to in- increase that balance? Um, and Rich has been a great influence on me with that. Because he, he's got the great joke, we have an unhealthy life-work balance. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, we're not healthy, but it, it, and, and we've found ways. You know, I, he and I... He and I, uh, he and I have our Sunday conversations usually pretty, pretty late at night. And anyone, uh, anyone who lives in my neighborhood in Wauwatosa probably has heard me walk. I have a really, really small house in Tosa, so when we have these conversations, he and I both get pretty animated. So my wife has told me that I need to go for a walk. Uh, <laughs> when when we call when we call and kind of go through the week because this is, you know, we don't we don't like. <sighs> For us, this isn't a job. Uh, this is this is the highlight of our day. Um, we love working with kids um, in a sport and a and a and, you know and just an activity that has given so much to, to CJ and I. Um, I I feel eternally grateful to the sport of track and field and cross country. Even though I wasn't, it wasn't something I was particularly always very good at. Um, there were glimmers and times in high school and college where uh, my teammates or my coaches or, or even my own performances, they made me feel invincible. And um, my goal and my, my entire mission in life is to make, make kids feel that way sometimes. Um, if I can somehow help make a kid feel like that, because it's hard for high school kids sometimes. It's really hard, um, especially especially now um, with all the with all kinds of social media and the constant comparing. Um, it, 
life's a lot harder for a, for a kid today than it was in the 90s when I was there. And so if I can do whatever I can to help kids kind of have that feeling that I would feel, um, I want to do it. But it's tough. It's tough now because now I, I, you know, I look at my three-year-old and, and my six-month-old and, and my wife and, you know, at those 6 a.m. buses or those 6.30 buses, whether it's cross or track. And, um, you know, I, I don't like saying goodnight to, to my three-year-old on, on FaceTime. You know, I like to, I want to give her a hug. I want to, I want to read stories with her. Um, so it, it, it gets, it never gets easier. Um, but, you know, I think trying to bring the family into it, you know, we've, I've brought Amelia, who I call the look, uh, in, in, uh, to practice. And we, she came to a lot of track meets this past year and just letting her see the kids, um, and letting her see, um, you know, see those incredible examples, um, makes it a lot easier for me. Um, you know, my daughter doesn't, uh, she doesn't like to watch cartoons. She likes to watch, uh, as she puts it, I like to watch the girls and, and, and it's something that she's begun, you know, at a very little, you know, young age, uh, because these older kids have shown interest in her. It's something that I think she be, has begun to, to love and enjoy. And, and frankly, I want her to grow up and be like those kids. So any chance I can get them, not just because they're runners and they share a sport that I love, but because they're positive people. They're people that are, they're good people. They're people that are excited for life. They're people that are excited for the future. And, you know, as a, as a dad and as a teacher and as a coach, you can't ask for much more than that. Um, so being able to bring her and get her involved and, you know, telling her in the morning, okay, look, I'm going to go, I'm going to go coach the girls today. Oh, the girls, are they going to run fast? That's my, that's my daughter's, that's my impression of my daughter, by the way. Your daughter uh, is a monster? <laughs> yeah, yeah, she is, uh, she's kind of a little monster sometimes. Um, uh, yeah, yeah. And she'll, and she, you know, I, I walk in the door and she runs up and she, that's the first thing she wants to ask about and, and hear about. It makes it a little bit easier, but it never, you know, in the, in the three years that I've, I've been lucky enough to be a dad, uh, it, it never gets easy. Yeah, I have a constant conversation with a friend of mine, uh, John Kleins, the uh, girls rugby coach over at DSHA, and they've uh, <laughs> they're ridiculously successful at the area state title, national title level, and we we talk all the time about the time away from home and, and how that can affect kids and our own kids, and uh, it's it's difficult. I was actually at the state the state meet this past weekend, talking with uh, you know Coach Kaufman, Tom over at Madison West, and it was hilarious because. He was there, and he said his wife. I mean, Coffin. I mean, I hope everybody <laughs> hearing this podcast knows TK. For gosh sakes, the man's an icon. If there's a Mount Rushmore, put him on it. He uh, he was telling me he's like, yeah, my wife's mad at me. I'm like, dude, you've been at this for how long? Why why did she not know state was coming? He's like, well, I'm supposed to be at a wedding for like my son's friends, something or other, and and she said, oh, I hope you guys don't qualify for state. Well, we did, and then she said, oh, I hope you guys don't end up with anybody at awards, and. Well, he, you know, his guy Gary Julian took ninth, and so he had to go to awards. And she goes, "Well, I hope you guys don't go to dinner." And he just paused, and I looked at him like, "So where are you going to dinner?" And he just started laughing and told me where they were going. And uh, it's, it's, I mean, so yeah. If there's any younger coaches listening to this, if you know us in our 40s are still figuring out, Tom's, uh, Tom's older than his 40s, uh, he's still figuring it out. Um, it's a day-to-day thing. Please don't anybody here in this don't think you're going to figure it out. Just every single day, every single week, reevaluate uh, and decide where where the priorities lie that particular day, that particular weekend, 
and commit to whichever one seems to be winning. And hopefully you get it right more often than you get it wrong. That's the best advice I could get for that question. So it's time for the fan favorite, the, the rapid fire round. Um, CJ, you're present. We'll start with you. Um, best thing about running in Muskego? The support the teammates offer one another and that the support other athletic programs offer one another. We're at a time here at Muskego right now where we'll have one of our JV girls doing pull-ups and starting quarterbacks, starting offensive linemen, um, state, state champion ten, uh, soccer players. They're, they're screaming at them and cheering them on. Uh, we're doing track workouts and around the football practice, and they're 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 raw on us up, and it's such an overlap right now of of just support uh, across athletics, and that's the best part right now about running in Muskego is the value they feel across uh, everybody feels, and it, and to and to the point of like right now our girls you know winning these state titles, the guys using the word like when people are asked like you know well they're winning state titles how do you feel and the guys say, saying things like. I feel great. Those are my teammates. Uh, it's just, it's just. Adam Kierzak was the first to say that, and I got to give him credit for that. And now everybody, like when we were up at the state meet this year, all the guys were just like, "Those are my teammates." That's that's easily the best part about running in Muskego right now. Yeah. Rainy, you've got a state track team title and a state cross team title. Cross or track? What do you like more? Uh, ooh. Um, man. Uh... I'm gonna, usually it depends on the season. So when I'm in season, it's track. When I'm out of, when I'm in cross season, it's uh, it's cross. But I would have to say there is something special about cross country. Um, just the fact that I think um, the relationships that you can build um, on a cross country team are are just they're just second to none. And um, from a coaching aspect, from an athlete, you know, from a you know athlete to athlete aspect, um, there's just something. There's just something really different and special about uh, going out on a long run um, with a with a with a group of kids in cross that um, that just warms your heart. Uh, it, it, it definitely uh, it definitely makes you kind of look forward to the to the to the school year beginning because you know that you get a chance to come uh, come to practice every single day with a incredible incredible wonderful supportive uh group of absolute knuckleheads um and you're gonna sometimes shake your head uh but you're always going to be walking out of practice every single day thinking like my god was that fun rainy what's your favorite cross-country course of all time uh man you're killing me right now i would say uw parkside um, we've had a lot of success at Parkside, um, and then, uh, and just things that I never imagined, um, I would ever be able to do or ever be lucky enough to be a part of, we've, we've, we've done there. Um, and then second only to, uh, the, or the only one that would closely rival that is, uh, our home course over at Denui. Uh, I just, I love the course. Um, I love what our teams have done there. The fact that uh, you know CJ has really been master the design and, and building of that course, and I think it's I think it's an incredible course. So I'm gonna give you two. Michaud, same question. Best course. Uh, uh, Favorite course. Sorry, 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 Pete Hankies, but the Parkside course in its original format, 
Uh, I understand why you ran the the, the the ulterior one now and how it's going to the right at the top of the hill, but going up and going to the left at the top of the hill, Pete, that's a superior course. Please bring it back for the high school kids in the regular season, man. Eagle invite 20, 2020, please. That's my favorite course. Um, and, of course, I am biased beyond belief. I love our home course. Awesome. Misha, you're always good with, uh, like, pre-race stuff. Uh, favorite poem, regardless of context, just all-time favorite poem. Uh, Walt Whitman, excerpt from Leaves of Grass. In it, he talks about what happiness is, and he says, Do you see all my brothers and sisters? Uh, it is not chaos. It is form, union, plan. It is happiness. So his definition of form, union, plan, meaning that uh, form, you're, you're doing it uh, with shape, you are a runner, you've prepared, uh, you, have, uh, you're, you have union, meaning you are with others, and then his third indicator plan, uh, pretty straightforward, that you have more you want to achieve, and so that is, uh, that is a piece. Also, one I uh, you know, just frequently always uh, rattles in my head, uh, never really stops uh, leaving my head, there's so many of them, uh, but it's kind of an amalgamation of many that I've just kind of, you know, kind of formed into my own, uh, which is uh, something I say to myself before every race. Uh, Rich has seen me. Yeah, Rich, you're probably going to find out what I think in my head when I take that knee at the start line. Oh, boy. I'm waiting. So I'll, I'll, I'll take a knee at the start line before races and just say to myself, um, uh, may their feet be light, may their legs be strong, and may their minds be clear. Uh, I've been saying that to myself since I was a high school college runner. Um, just a way to help center and calm myself. And I have been yelled at by teams that were trying to get into their starting box at the state meet. And I went into their starting box. I'm like, just give me a second. And I took my knee and they're like, what are you doing? And I'm like, bye. And then I left. Um, but yeah, but mainly the Walt Whitman one. <laughs> so the six kids combined, if one of each of your progeny were to marry each other, who would be more excited about being in-laws with the other? Oh, man, if my son marries one of his daughters, Rich is going to punch him in the face. <laughs> Yeah, that's not gonna happen. <laughs> my son, oh my, my son's too much like me, uh, and that's kind of the only option. Well, I suppose like the, uh, the, uh, no, no, my son isn't. No, uh, <laughs> no, he's a, he's a knob. <laughs> I, I love him dearly, but he is like me. All right. Uh, hot take. We're a couple of days out from uh, Nike Cross Regionals. Um, ladies team's running. A couple of guys are running. What's what's the goal and expectation for uh, for the teams and for the folks that are racing over there on Sunday? So we got 31 kids going to race. Um, wow. We got the girls. Obviously, our varsity has entered in that championship race. Um, parents have been phenomenal at kind of getting everything organized and everything going. Um, kids have been consistently taking care of themselves at the state meets. And so just... Pretty fired up to see what they can do. The girls, um, they got some, obviously, the Minnesota State teams are terrific. Adina just ran amazing at their state meets. So did Wyzetta. Uh, St. Michael Albaville is terrific. Stillwater's outstanding. Um, Alexandria ran well. So there's, it's going to be tough, but our girls have a shot, um, and they know it. Um, having, having Kate out front is going to be incredibly impactful. And then just a pack of girls that we have, um, we're going to have a chance. Eric Kane's going to be in the championship race. Um, he's going to be taking a shot at Thomas's school record back from the St. Francis Retreat Center, which let's not start debating the validity of the length of that course. Short. Short course. Um, but, uh, no, Eric is hopefully going to destroy that thing. You're on 1555 this year. Thomas's is 1551. And then a uh, bunch of other guys, that, you know, anywhere from, like, low 17s to uh, the guys trying to break 20 for the first time uh, are all making the trek. Um, just very exciting. They're all, they're all looking like they're in a great place to run fast. So my hot take on that is uh, I want to get better. I want to see the girls 
uh, and the guys. Uh, just again, take this as an opportunity. It's a, it's nothing more than a really big, fast, uh, flat grass track. Mm-hmm. So I want to see them get better and just take that next step. Um, hopefully, we can get better more than uh, maybe some other schools can get better, and we can. Uh, see what portland's like in december i don't know yeah the uh, girls and guys that all raced there last year realized oh we can't run like an even style race we got we got to get out hot because there's nothing on that course to slow you down and they're very excited uh to race kind of a little bit abnormal to the you know the successful manner of running a 5k which is don't get out so hard that you die um on that course there's nothing to make you die it's just it's as, as rich said it's a grass track out there that's awesome well, that's fantastic. Um, we'll hopefully catch you guys on the other side of that one. Uh, and in the meantime, we'll, we'll hopefully be better the next time we sit down and talk too. But thank you guys so much for the time and for the insight uh, into the way we roll. And then, Thomas, I just hope that you can avoid doing any milk chug miles in, in that amount of time before we see you again because I would, I would hate to see you in that state ever again. A story for next time when we talk about <laughs> milk chug miles with Thomas Breitbach as he tries to impress a high school state champ from a certain southeastern girls' school. Some hidden gems that'll stay hidden a little bit longer. (laughs) Yeah, kids, don't ever try to drink a lot of milk in a Walgreens parking lot. You'll get to see it again. Well, no matter what, trust the process, and it's always funner with Wisconsin Runner. Oh, yeah, you did.